Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today, August 2nd, 2019. Make sure you check out our free FanDuel free roll on the homepage for tonight. Uh, Get involved and uh, win a free yearly Win Daily subscription. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy getting ready to preview the night slate with uh, our DFS expert and weatherman, Mark Paquette. Uh, Mark, before we get started with that, I threw in a lineup last night for the Falcons and the Broncos, and I actually cashed, even though my wide receivers really didn't do a whole lot. Uh, you know, actually used the backup quarterback from the Atlanta Falcons in both defenses, and, uh, you know, uh, almost doubled what I put in, so worked out okay. Good for you. Too bad you weren't able to roster punters, huh? No, but uh, <laughs> hey, we can roster pitchers tonight on what's going to be a busy slate. Uh, how are we looking weather-wise? It doesn't look like there's any can- potential cancellations in the uh, in the forecast. No, postponements, cancellations are very rare. You'd much more likely have what you had last night in Atlanta, a rain-shortened game. I know there were some people griping, uh, but you basically missed maybe nine batters uh, at the minimum. Uh batting last night and that could be the risk again tonight baltimore pittsburgh back to atlanta and then minnesota all have some rain issues here um i'm in central pennsylvania we're dealing with a a thunderstorm here now and that's what uh, the weather for pittsburgh and baltimore will be having some pop-up thunderstorms all right uh boston at the yankees uh this will be the game that mark's watching Eduardo Rodriguez against James Paxton. Paxton did not fare well uh, last time uh, out against it, this uh, Boston lineup. So he's an avoid at 8,700 on DraftKings. But uh, right now, the way Erod's pitching, you know, maybe he's a tournament play. He's 8-1 with a 3.03 ERA in his last 11 starts. Yeah, and some of the Yankee pricing, uh, especially on DK, suggests that Erod's a, a good play and should keep him in lineup um, and the Yankees in line. Uh, the one price that stands out like a sore thumb is when have you seen Aaron Judge at $3,900 on DK? That's just amazing how much he's dropped uh, over the last few weeks. Yeah, this is a weird game. Um, the Red Sox looked like they were riding high. They took five out of seven between the Rays and the Yankees last week. And then they have a tremendously disappointing series at home against the Rays, and they get swept and really weren't too competitive in any of the games except for the first one. So I don't know what to expect out of my Jekyll and Hyde Sox. Um, Erod will probably pitch six or maybe seven solid innings, uh, keep the Red Sox in the game, and then it's over to the pretty bad Red Sox bullpen. So if you, you do use some Yankees bats, look for them to get active late in the game. On the other side... Oh, uh, yeah, Paxton. Wow, did he get hammered at Fenway Park last start? But I would think that he bounces back a little bit. Yankee Stadium is a much, much better park to pitch in for him than Fenway Park is. The White Sox are at the Phillies. Ivan Nova actually looking to make his third consecutive strong start. 7,000 on DraftKings against Jason Vargas, who's been uh, underrated all season. He's at 7,400 on DraftKings. Making his first start for the Phillies, more of a pitcher's park. Uh, I'm not buying into this Nova turnaround. You know, I'd be okay with running some Phillies bats out here. Bryce Harper's just 4,400. Cesar Hernandez started to hit again. 
3,500. JT Romuto's only 4,100. Reese Hoskins only 4,400. At least a mini stack here with the Phillies. Yikes. And what are your thoughts on the other side? I already heard some touts going that they like Jason Vargas. And I'm like, oh, boy. I know he's been effective, and this is his first start in Philadelphia. But whenever someone starts telling me I should probably look to roster Jason Vargas, I like, ugh. It just leaves a bad taste in his mouth. I know the White Sox are, are potentially a good matchup, but it's 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 just a little risky in my opinion. Jason Vargas, you know, I guess you still have the stigma about him, even though he's had uh he's had three earned runs or less in every one, but I think one start this year. Yeah. Uh, he he's pitching quality every time out. He's pitching. But, but, you know, this is a White Sox uh, offense that's gotten stymied the last few days. For $7,400, if you want to save some money for some bets, I can totally see it. I got you. I got you. Yeah, the White Sox are one of those teams that we're picking on. They certainly haven't done well offensively over the last, well, basically since the All-Star break or even before then. So I get the thinking. I get the thinking, Scott. Okay, but uh, maybe even a better start uh, since the All-Star break. Steven Matz is 3-0 and with a 189 ERA. Last time out was a complete game shutout uh, against the Pirates, who he's going to face against tonight. Of course, seeing any team twice in one week can, uh, can uh, be, be, you know, make, uh, make the other team hit a little bit better. But, uh, you know, Trevor Williams, uh, four earned runs in his last 12 innings. Kind of up and down. Uh, pitched okay at City Field la- la- last week. Uh, not going to go for some Mets at bats, but Mets is. I think. I think a lot of people are going to chase him for that seventy-seven hundred after what he did at City Field against the Pirates last week. Yeah, and and is that a bad chase? I mean, uh, we always talk about recency bias, how that can burn almost anyone. But Mats has pitched really well. The Pirates are still in full tank mode besides that uh, brawl game. They haven't got too many wins since the all-star break. So, and you go from one pitcher's park at city field to another at PNC. So I don't know what to think here. And my first thinking was I wasn't going to use maps, but I get the thinking. I really do. Just sort of like the Vargas thing. Yeah. Toronto's at Baltimore. Aaron Brooks is facing a Toronto lineup. That's really heating up. Uh, you got to like all the youngsters, you know, Vladimir Guerrero coming off of a big night last night, Kevin Biggio, uh, Bichette, and then you got you got some other options. You know, Brooks has a 7.01 ERA. Uh, Billy McKinney homered last night. He's 3,800. Justin Smoke is just 4,300. T. Oscar Hernandez, 4,100. Freddie Galvis, 3,900. Greitschuk, 3,800. So I at least like a mini stack here for the Blue Jays. Um, I'm not going to argue with you here. A couple things. I know Greenchuk, uh left the game in the ninth inning of his at-bat. During his at-bat, he fouled the ball off the ground that bounced back and hit him in the mouth. Uh, just make sure he's in the lineup today if you want to look to roster him. Yeah, I mean, my three-limb lineup, I first had the three Toronto youngsters in. I've since faded Guerrero. I'm always – you know the ownership is going to be – higher than normal because of the two homer game. So that's going to steer me off a little bit, but I, I did it more to save money. As you said that he's the most expensive of the youngsters and you have some really good other bats on the Toronto uh, 
lineups that are going to be more affordable and, and it's just as good a spot of my opinion. And, and one of those that you mentioned was Justin Smoke. I really like him tonight. Um, I know Brooks was recently acquired from the A's by the Orioles and he was generally a, a relief pitcher in Oakland. Now he's a starter in Oakland. I mean, in Baltimore, he's got up to five innings. They're trying to stretch him out a little bit more. So that's another factor that maybe the, the Blue Jays wouldn't have as many at-bats against a really bad Orioles bullpen. The Angels are at the Indians. Mike Clevenger seems like a great cash game play tonight at 11,100, coming off a 174 ERA in July. Uh, Dylan Peters coming off a weak start against the Indians. You know, What do you think of an Indian stack here? And uh, Puig is just 4,100, maybe rolling some Mercado in there as well. Again, it wasn't my first inclination for offense, but I haven't looked too, too close yet. Obviously, still a ways to go before lock. Um, but I will. I, I don't – I mean, I think you start to see some of those new Indians bats. Hopefully, uh, they get some life underneath them. So maybe Pui could uh, light a fire under, like, Kipnis and Mercado, and we'll see Fran Mill Reyes continue to DH where he was more uh, – he's more appropriate for, not a really good defensive player. On the other side, the Angels aren't striking out. They haven't strike, struck out a lot all season. I don't expect them to start striking out. So I'm probably not going to spend up for Clevenger. All right, you're listening to the Win Daily Podcast with Scott Engel and uh, Mark Paquette. We have Cincinnati at Atlanta. Uh, Alex Wood pitching his second game as a Cincinnati Red. Uh, Kevin Gausman with his 591 ERA. Uh, allowed three homers uh, in his last time out. So, uh, yeah, maybe maybe you like some Reds bats here against uh, against uh, Gausman. It's not a great lineup, especially, you know, after losing two of their top hitters. But you got Joey Votto at just at 3,800. Uh, Jose Iglesias has been showing some offense, 3,400. Eugenio Suarez definitely worth the 4,700. Jesse Winker is uh, 4,000 with Wood. You know, he's capable of getting quality, so uh, I wouldn't necessarily run to, uh, a brave stack, although some of their bats are always in play. Yeah, and I think the first brave bat that I'm going to look for is the red-hot Adam Duvall. Now he gets to face a lefty. He's playing every day since he's been called up to the majors. He looks like he's earned the opportunity to play both lefties and righties, but historically he's been a lefty matcher, so he gets a great matchup tonight. All right, then we have the Tigers and the Rangers. Tyler uh, Alexander, uh, you know, coming off a little bit of a rough start against Lance Lynn. Uh, in his last 17 starts, he's pitched six innings in each of one of them, going 11-4 with a 318 ERA. Uh, 11,700, it comes down to do you want Clevenger or do you want Lynn? And how many of these Texas bats do you want against Tyler Alexander? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm probably not going to have either Lynn or uh, Clevenger just because I want to spend up for my bats in other places. Now, I'm not going to argue with anyone. I think Lance Lynn is in a great spot. It's more about his pricing than anything. Uh, Detroit obviously just lost their best bat in the lineup in, in Nick Castellanos, and so their weak lineup became even weaker. So, again, I'm not going to argue with Lynn. I just think there's better spots, uh, better places where I want to spend my money. 
we got Seattle at uh, the Astros. Wade Miley's another pitching consideration at 9,100. He is 3-0 with a 2-3 ERA in his last five starts. Meanwhile, you say Kikuchi, 5-21 ERA overall, uh, five runs in six and two-third innings against the Tigers last time out. So that makes you want to run the Astros stack tonight. Uh, anybody can get spend up for Springer at, at uh at 5,300, you can get uh, Brantley for 4,800. Altuve, they're all expensive. So is Bregman at 4,600. But you can save some money with Robinson Chirinos at 9,300. If Jay Marisnik is in the lineup, he's 3,800. Reddick gives you lefty on lefty. Just 3,400. Gorell is 4,700. But, you know, you play it right. Uh, Houston Stack's going to be very good tonight. What do you think as Miley is a pivot off of maybe Clevenger and uh, and Lynn. I'm even going to go cheaper than him for my two pitchers on DK. But, again, he's in a great spot. He should get a win tonight. Uh, Seattle's in the tank. Houston's obviously shooting for the World Series and aiming for the, the uh, home field advantage, and they're in battle in the Yankees for that. So uh, I like the Houston bats a lot, not to avoid your question with Miley. But, yeah, I think I'm going other places other than Miley. We have uh, Glenn Sparkman, who's coming off of uh, giving up eight runs against Cleveland in his last start uh, for Kansas City going against Minnesota. Martin Perez at a 571 ERA in July as the Magic wore off. Uh, you look at the winning edge on the homepage today by, by Dan Weir, and he says the Twins are the top stack of the night. Kepler's 5,200. You could save some money with Jonathan Scope at 3,800. Uh, Eddie Rosario, 4,700. You'll have to spend up for some of these bats, but Marlon Gonzalez is only 3,500. Uh, and Perez is somebody to attack, but we really don't like too many of those Kansas City bats. Probably Minnesota with Houston are probably our top two stacks of the night. I get what Dan's saying about attacking Sparkman uh, his last time out. Nine hits in five innings with eight earned runs. Uh, the time before that wasn't much better. Uh, the time before that, he did have a fantastic outing, but that's against the White Sox, who, as we just talked about, you like to pick on with arms. So I get what Dan's saying. I guess I would argue with him who's in a better spot, uh, Houston uh, or Minnesota, or we'll talk about some bats later, obviously, at Coors Field, what stack is in the best spot. San Francisco, Colorado, Sean, Sean Anderson, who's always good to attack no matter where he is, and Peter Lambert, who has a 76 home, 761 ERA at home, might actually like a uh, San Francisco least mini stack uh, tonight. You know, when you look at Brandon Belt's 4,000, Pablo Zandoval's 5,000, I don't know if I could spend that much for him. Uh, Buster Posey's 4,400. Not a lot of bats to like, but still, it is cores. I would at least take a mini stack. Then on the other side, uh, you know, all the the Rocky stack is always in play. Uh, but you know, but some of these bats are are really pricey. Yeah, and Captain Carl's grandson there is at 5,000 too. I don't know if I can go. I don't think if I was playing uh, DFS back in the 70s, whether I would pay 5000 for Carl Yastrzemski, so I don't know about his grandson and Mike. But, um, yeah, I mean, Lambert has been bad. He's certainly pitched a little bit better, but a couple of those starts are on the road as compared to Coors. Uh, but, yeah, Brandon Belt at 4000 on DK really stands out to me that that's someone that seems like way too cheap 
especially considering he'll probably be batting leadoff, and as a visiting team batting leadoff, you're guaranteed as many plate appearances as anyone in the game. Okay, then we move on to uh, Washington and Arizona. Joe Ross got hammered uh, behind the opener last time out. Robbie Ray is coming off of a very good month. Just 10,400 here. Uh, you know, good cash game pitcher tonight, and I think you also have to c- consider uh, an Arizona stack as well. Oh, yikes. I'm going to forward all these bats that I like from Houston, Minnesota, San Francisco, Colorado. My punt pitcher was going to be Joe Ross there, Scott. And let me no tell way. you why. No way. Yeah, no way. I got you. I got you. But let me at least back it up with what I'm thinking. Arizona is better on the road than they are at home. They're better against lefties than they are against righties. So that tells me that if you've got a righty against them at – uh, I forget what the name of their park is, uh, but at, at Arizona's home, then Chase Field. Play. Chase Field. There you go. Sorry about that. So that's what I was thinking. And that allows me to spend up for, like I said, Houston, Minnesota, Colorado, San Francisco. Yeah, I don't think I can do it. I know he's 5,700. Yeah. But I and the other thing is, is it, each of his last two starts, he has struck out eight and nine batters, respectively. So he's getting strikeouts and his last start he was more he got hit early and then got hit late or gave up runs in the first inning and then his last inning and he did put a string together of I think it was three to four innings where he was pretty good so it's obviously not a safe play there's there's risk with it but what DFS play can you say is completely risk-free uh let's see um (laughs) I, I hold on. I'm 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 getting it. Uh, if Justin Verlander faced the yeah. Marlins, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, there you yeah, go. okay. Uh, San Diego, Los Angeles. Eric Lauer makes you also like like some uh, like some Dodger bats here. Muncie, forty seven hundred. Peterson, forty two hundred. Uh, Pollock only thirty eight hundred. Vertigo only thirty eight hundred. You can make a case for a Dodger stack. Dustin May, uh, the number two prospect in the uh, in the Los Angeles system. Uh, makes his debut tonight and uh, $7,600. That was my second pitcher. So if I go DK, May, and Ross, I can basically spend up for as many of those big boy bats that I wanted. Um, I guess my question with May, he comes with questions just like Joe Ross does, obviously, is A, the Dodgers are known for their kid handling their pitchers, not allowing them to go deep in game. So a rookie pitcher making his first major league start I doubt he's allowed to go seven or eight innings unless he's absolutely fantastic. And that's a risk. I mean, I mean that, that's a chance that he could be really good. As you said, he's pitched tremendous in the minors this year. San Diego is not really scaring anything, anyone offensively, and they strike out a lot. So I think May's in a good spot at that price. Yeah, if I want to save money, I might go Matt's Vargas tonight. Uh, and stacks-wise, we like Minnesota-Houston, but you can make the cases for the Dodgers and the other teams. Don't forget to play, play our FanDuel free roll and uh, upgrade to our premium gold package where you can talk to all of our uh, experts in our Slack channel and also get access to all of our great projections. Uh, this has been Scott Engel for Mark Paquette, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>